a few title changes, and a couple of unexpected superstar returns as we recap this intriguing SummerSlam event. WWE setting the stage begins in one, two, three. WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. What's up, Wrestleluminati? Yep, it's a quick turnaround, but hey, we had a busy weekend, didn't we? So I'm back again now for the SummerSlam recap. But before we do that, I want to remind you that this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new or existing podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code GBJones10, that's Golf Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code GBJones10, that's Golf Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off of your order. And also, please, if you enjoy listening to my podcast and you want an opportunity to support me and potentially help grow the show, uh, go to my support link in my show notes and buy me a coffee. Your support is greatly appreciated. Okay, so let's get into it, shall we? So it ended up being uh, on SummerSlam. We ended up uh, having a total of 11 matches uh, because the pre-show match got added, um, I believe, after I did the preview show. So, uh, And that was none other than Big E and Baron Corbin uh, having a pre-show match. And basically, you know, this was set up for to give Big E an opportunity to uh, get his stolen money in the bank briefcase away from Baron Corbin. And he did succeed. He defeated Baron Corbin and he got the briefcase back. So he's got the briefcase back in his possession. And, uh, and that's that, I guess that's the end of that, uh, story, so to speak. So I guess, uh, so I guess it didn't last for very long. I was actually hoping it was going to last a little longer. Uh, like the, like Big E would have to chase him a little while and, this would go on for a few more weeks and stuff, but I guess they decided to squash it. So I don't know. Maybe Baron Corbin will make another attempt to steal it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but of course I didn't make an official pick in that match because of course that match was not, um, was not, uh, was not on the card when I did the preview show. So it was added at the last minute. So, uh, so anyway, that's, that's for the pre-show. Um, I also saw in the pre-show that maybe I have a slight reminder to myself that I need to start watching, uh, raw talk and, uh, talking smack after raw and SmackDown. Uh, I had stopped watching those shows for a little bit. Um, and I think I should start watching them again because sometimes they, uh, they provide little tidbits, uh, outside of the shows that can give you some insight on how some things are going. Like for instance, I completely forgot, uh, for <laughs> like a brain fart. I completely forgot about Baron Corbin, not Baron Corbin. I'm not sorry. Uh, Finn Balor, uh, still being, you know, upset that, um, that Roman Reigns, the whole Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin and John Cena thing went down and he's especially a little upset with John Cena. So I don't know if, you know, he's, you know, Finn Balor is going to get another opportunity at the universal title. I don't know if, uh, he's going to start a storyline with John Cena. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Or is, is Baron Corbin going to be involved? I, although I think they've already, 
I think he's already, yeah, he's already had a match with Baron Corbin. Uh, that that already happened. So, so who knows? I don't know what's next for Finn Balor, but I d- I did pick up on that during uh, talking smack, and uh, I'm not sure what's next for Finn Balor. So we'll see. All right, so let's get into the main show. Um, so AJ Styles and Omos defended the uh, Raw Tag Team Titles about. Uh, against RK Bro and RK Bro got the victory. They are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. So basically, um I'm assuming that AJ and Omos will get a rematch somewhere down the road. I don't know if it'll be at Extreme Rules that's going to be coming up next. We'll see if that goes on, but really I hope um RK Bro at least retains it for a little while and maybe they get some other tag teams in here to uh you know, they build the tag team division or something and, and sort of don't, you know, I hope they don't put them on RK bro, even if they, you know, defeat AJ and Omos in the, in the rematch and just stick them on RK bro and don't really have them defend them on a regular basis. So I hope that doesn't happen. Or if you know, AJ and Omos retain the titles wherever down the line, I hope they don't, you know, go unnoticed for a long time. Cause I feel like the tag division on both shows, quite frankly, is getting a little, it's fallen into the dormant and uh, hopefully with a high profile team and maybe a, you know, team that's always defending the titles uh, will maybe change that hopefully as long as they got some good tag teams going on. So anyway, so RK bro is the new tag team champions. So we'll see what they're going to do with them going forward. And we're going to see what happens in the rematch with AJ and Omos. Um, so next match um, was the, Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie match. Um, and no surprise here. I don't know if it surprised you guys. Um, Alexa Bliss um, defe- uh, defeated Eva Marie. But more importantly, it looks like finally uh, Dewdrop is, or Piper Nevin, is dropping Eva Marie. And she's not going to be associated with Eva Marie anymore. So I don't know if that's going to set up a... Uh, a storyline between those two. I don't know if you're going to see some matches between them on Raw or anything, uh, but we'll see what goes on from that. But it looks like officially now, Eva Marie and Dewdrop are no longer a team together. So, uh, so that's what happened. So, so I got so I got that prediction right. By the way, I forgot to mention RK Bro. I actually didn't pick them to win, um, but they were my sentimental favorite. But I actually officially picked AJ and Omos to uh, to retain. So. I am 0-1. I was 0-1 to start out the pay-per-view, but Alexa Bliss picked up a victory and made me 1-1. and So uh, so basically, uh, I stand 1-1 right now. So let's uh, let's move on to the, uh, the, I guess, the fourth match of the evening, but third if you're just counting the main, uh, the main, uh, the main show uh, matches. And it had Sheamus uh, defending the United States Championship against Damian Priest. Um, and sure enough, as I predicted, Damian Priest defeated Sheamus to, uh, to win the championship. And now, uh, Damian Priest has his first championship, uh, first championship ever, ever in WWE. So let's see what he does with this United States title reign. I, I hope he does well with it. I hope he's a, you know, he's a fighting champion and hopefully he brings some, uh, even more, uh, I think Sheamus did bring a little bit of credibility back to the United States title. Uh, hopefully Damian Priest will bring even more back, uh, to the United States title. Um, I also, <laughs> it seems like I keep going back and forth. I also should mention that RK bro, this is their first, uh, tag team, uh, championship, not only together, but did you know that, 
you know, obviously it's obvious that Riddle, this is his first tag team championship on either brand. But did you know this is actually Randy Orton's first Raw tag team championship reign? As you remember, he's only had the SmackDown uh, tag team titles with Bray Wyatt. So uh, so this is actually his first uh, Raw tag team title uh uh, rain. So, okay. So I promise you, I'm not, I'm not going to go back to the, uh, raw tag team title match again. <laughs> it seems like I'm already going back to it too many times. So anyway, all right. So Damian Priest, like I said, first ever championship in WWE, uh, congratulations to him. Let's, uh, let's see what he does with this title reign. All right. So the next matchup, I was just talking about him a little bit briefly. It's the, it was the tag match for the SmackDown tag team championship, uh, between the Usos and the Mysterios. Mysterios trying to regain the titles after losing them to the Usos at Money in the Bank. Um, Usos retain. Uh, more importantly, uh, because I, did, I didn't see the Usos, and I think I did pick the Usos to retain, and it's just because they just won them last, uh, last month. And also, I think they're trying to bring a little bit of, uh, they're trying to give the bloodline, which of course includes Roman Reigns and the Usos, a push and it wouldn't make much sense to take the tag titles off the Usos. So that's why I picked them to retain. And sure enough, they did retain. Also, again, like I said, uh, I don't know if you're going to see something as drastic. I, I was thinking that in the preview show. But I don't know if you're going to see something as drastic as one of the Mysterios turning on each other. I don't know whether it would be father turning on son, but more likely son turning on father. Um, but I don't know if I see that anymore. I just think there's a little bit of, you know, they're kind of off you know, they're not in sync, but I don't know if it's as much going to be a heel turn or not. I, I don't see that at the moment, but who knows? They could surprise me. I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see what happens going further with uh, Ray and his son, Dominic. All right. So now comes the, uh, <laughs> now comes some of the excitement. So the next match was supposed to be Bianca Belair uh, versus Sasha Banks. Now, hopefully you can stay with me on this cause I was getting a little bit, you know, crazy during this, uh, during this kind of whole proceeding a little bit too. So basically Bianca was supposed to, uh, defend against Sasha for the SmackDown women's championship. And sure enough, what we were kind of predicting because there were stories about it all, all over that, you know, Bianca and Sasha had missed a couple of house shows or live shows, uh, the previous weekend and then Sasha wasn't at SmackDown, uh, you know, the night before SummerSlam. And, and of course there were reports that she wasn't even backstage for SummerSlam. So, so basically Bianca came to the ring and, and what I, what I have to, I guess, uh, I, I don't know whether to credit them or do what, but it was funny. WWE was playing that this match was going to happen up until the second that it wasn't. So they were, I mean, they were playing like this match was still on and it was going to happen up until, uh, the announcer came on and said, uh, you know, Hey, Sasha is not here to compete. Um, and then they introduced the replacement. And of course that was at first Carmella. So Carmella comes out and she comes to the ring and we think we're going to have a match between Bianca and Carmella. And guess what happens? Becky Lynch returns. So Becky Lynch returns, uh, and she comes down. Of course, the crowd goes wild that she's back, you know, after, oh, how long? I mean, when did she leave? She left, uh, what, right after Money in the Bank of last year? So 2020, which I think Money in the Bank was right after, I think it was right after WrestleMania last year. So uh, whenever that was. So I think it was May of 2020, I think, maybe. So she's been gone for that long, obviously. Um, so she comes to the ring, 
At first, to be honest with you, I thought they were going to make it a triple threat. That's what I thought they were going to do. But apparently they uh, apparently they had Becky kind of beat on Carmella a little bit, throw her out the ring, and then she challenged Bianca to a match. Um, <laughs> what was really funny is Bianca looked absolutely ecstatic that uh, Becky was uh, was there. It was kind of funny, the look on her face and everything. So uh, that was uh, that was kind of interesting, kind of. Kind of cool, but kind of funny too. So, but uh, but anyway, so Bianca, uh, Be- Becky challenged Bianca, and uh, Becky got a match. Bianca accepted, so it was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So then they went to uh, shake hands. Becky uh, tricked her, put her in a you know put her in her move, pinned her, and that was it. Becky was the new SmackDown Women's Championship. Now I obviously like most people I've heard talking after this uh, after this pay per view is that nobody has a problem per se of Becky being the SmackDown women's champion. I don't think a lot I think the majority of people weren't bothered that she got the title. It was the method in which she got the title. You basically did a squash match on Bianca Belair. You've been building Bianca Bianca Belair since the Royal Rumble and now all of a sudden like in what was it like 11 seconds or something she was pinned and and uh and now she's no longer the SmackDown Women's Championship champion. So it, it's kind of weird. I, I don't I don't like that that's the way it ended. I was actually really, really shocked that that's the way they pulled it off. Now, some people have said that Bianca's going to be taking some time off too. But I still think you should have given her a strong exit. Like, she's she's carried at that SmackDown Women's Championship for, you know, since WrestleMania, which has been a few months. And she's done a pretty good job. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that say that she's still green and, you know, she still has rookie tendencies and everything like that. But I, I don't know. I think I mean I think she's done pretty well for being a fairly newcomer to the main roster. So I don't know. I, I just don't think it was a way to send her out. I, I for whatever reason it was. So so anyway, that that's that's what happened. Becky Lynch won it. So of course I got that one wrong too. So so now I'm up to what is it, oh and one, one and one, two and one three and one. So now I'm three and two because I've actually picked Bianca to retain, but obviously that didn't happen no matter what the circumstances were. So anyway, that's how the SmackDown women's championship ended. So next you got drew McIntyre and gender Mahal. I don't know. Like I said, this kind of feels like a filler match. I I, I don't know that this is even going to become a rivalry um, after this uh this match but Drew McIntyre did de- did defeat Jinder Mahal because Veer and Shanky were his Jinder's entour- uh, entourage were banned from ringside um so Drew did beat Jinder and I think that's really all that that I think that's really all there is to the storyline I don't think there's going to be anything else because I don't see where it can go from this here so I mean they kind of kind of open the door and shut the door really quick so we'll see what's next for Drew I don't know uh, we'll even see what's next for Gender. Will Gender continue on with his uh, with his entourage, and they go, you know, get in another storyline with some people? We'll see. I'm not sure, but that match kind of I don't see. Like I said, I don't see that storyline going anywhere after after SummerSlam. Okay, so the next uh, the Raw Women's Championship. Um, so of course I picked Nikki Ash to retain in this match, and by the way, I did pick Drew to beat Gender too. Um, so. Nikki A.S.H. I picked to uh, retain against Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, but apparently it did not happen. Uh, Charlotte is now the, what is it? What did she say? What is, I think people were saying she's now the 12-time champion. So 
I think she's, I think she, uh, was it? I think I looked it up. She's cause I have to get it straight. Cause you know, they took a couple of the titles off of her, uh, off of her record. I think they took the, the two NXT women's championship, uh, victories off her record. So otherwise she would have been a 14 time champion, but now she's a 12 time champion. So she's a six time raw five time SmackDown one time diva. So, um, so Charlotte Flair wins the championship and, uh, defeats, uh, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. So we'll see what happens going forward. I don't know if Nikki A.S.H. will get a rematch. I don't know where this leaves Rhea Ripley. I'm not sure. I don't know. So, uh, so we'll see what goes on there, but yep. Charlotte is your new raw women's champion. Uh, so what am I up to? So I'm up to 0 and one, one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two, four and three. Wow. I'm kind of, kind of little, uh, a little shaky there, huh? All right. So, <laughs> and here's the one that's going to stick me at 500. So edge and Seth Rollins. So, I thought this was going to be a really good match, and I, I had a tough time picking this winner, but I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I picked Seth Rollins to win this match. Uh, it was a very good match. I, I mean, it was, I think, to be honest with you, I think this match stole the show. I, it was, uh, even with all the title matches and everything, I think even though this was a non-title match, I think this match was actually one of the best of the night. Um, Edge and Seth Rollins was was probably yes it was probably the best match and I do think it was the well I think it was the second longest match I think actually the uh, universal championship was the longest but Edge and Seth Rollins went on for 20 minutes plus and uh, it was a good match um I thought at any moment either one of those superstars could win uh but in the end Edge did uh did submit Seth Rollins um and he won the match and we'll see what's next. Um, I don't know what's next for Seth Rollins. Uh, does he continue to go after edge? Does edge, uh, take another break now? Um, what does he do? What, what happens? I, I'm not sure where this, uh, where this rivalry goes from here, to be quite honest. Um, does, does Seth Rollins go after the universal championship, which is what he wanted originally? Uh, does edge take another shot at the universal championship? Cause I thought to be quite honest, going into this uh going into this uh event that I thought the winner of this match uh and even the loser but I definitely thought the winner was probably going to be next in line for the universal championship. I thought this was basically a uh it was kind of implied as a number 1 contenders match. But, you know, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, like I said, I even thought the loser would still be involved in the universal title picture but we'll see I don't know but anyway edge wins the match so that puts my count at four and four so (laughs) I'm not doing pretty too good am I but I think the WWE championship and the universal championship are kind of going to save me okay so uh Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the for the WWE championship um so I said Bobby would retain um, I'm a little surprised of how the match ended. I, I was kind of surprised that they ended that. They kind of made Goldberg look, uh, well, it depends on how you look at it. Did they make Goldberg look a little weak or did they just make Bobby Lashley that much stronger? Um, I guess it depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to, hard to say. Uh, but Bobby Lashley retains the WWE championship. Now, the fact that his son, uh, came into the, uh, Goldberg's son came into the ring 
uh, which is named Cage, Gage, I think it's Gage, that's it, Gage, and he comes into the ring, jumps on Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley puts him in the, in the hurt lock and stuff and everything, and then Goldberg, you know, he, he basically says he's not through with Bobby Lashley, so maybe this, uh, maybe this storyline isn't, isn't done yet, I don't know, um, we will see, because I'm not sure where we go from here, but I thought maybe, it, it, until until Gage, his son, got into the ring and did what he did, and Bobby did what he did to him, I actually thought after after this match, this Goldberg Bobby Lashley thing was going to be over, just like you know when when uh, Goldberg got defeated by Drew McIntyre earlier this year, I think at the uh, Royal Rumble, um, you know that was over too. So. Um, so, but it looks like, I think there's going to be some open, going to be some open, uh, open chances to, for this to continue. So we'll, we'll see going forward if, uh, Bobby Lashley and Goldberg are going to maybe, uh, plan to meet again in the ring. So we'll see. I don't know. All right. So, so that makes me up to five and four, right? Yep. Five and four. Okay. So last match of the night, um, Roman Reigns. Uh, versus uh, versus uh, John Cena for the Universal Championship. Now, as I told you, remember in the pre-show or not in the preview show, um, I thought this match, to be honest with you, was a toss-up. I wasn't sure what was going to happen until Roman put that stipulation saying that if he didn't leave the event with the title, then he was going to leave WWE. And I thought that kind of put a stamp on it that Roman Reigns was going to retain. And, of course, he did. He retained the championship against John Cena. And while, I guess in the end, because of that, uh, he it wasn't a surprise that Roman re, uh, retained, what the surprise was was who returned after the match. And that was none other than Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar is back on the scene. Uh, he comes to the ring. To be honest with you, I'm surprised there wasn't uh, there wasn't really any physicality between Roman and Brock. There was just kind of like a stare down, um, and then Roman obviously retreated from the ring and left with Paul Heyman. But there's a lot of questions in this, like like where like so you know because Brock, let's face it, we all know Brock. It's a fact. Brock is not always on a full schedule with WWE, so when. When is this face-off going to happen? I don't really see it happening in, at Extreme Rules, which is next month. Um, could it happen at Crown Jewel in October? Yeah, Brock's been to Crown Jewel a few times. He might, you know, they might uh, they want to might want to see him over there in Saudi Arabia. We'll see. Uh, he's usually a good attraction for there. So maybe they're going to have a title match at Crown Jewel. I don't know. Um, but it's really up in the air of when this so-called title match will happen. The other question is, where are Paul? Where is Paul Heyman's allegiance? You know, yes, he's been Roman Reigns' uh, counsel for what the last year or so, um, but you know, he was also longtime, you know, Brock Lesnar's mouthpiece. He was Brock Lesnar's manager, so and you know, and of course, he was always on the other side with Brock Lesnar when Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar were having their past uh, duels and their past rivalries. So. It's interesting to see. I, I don't know. Does does Heyman stay with Roman this time, or does he turn on Roman eventually and and go back to Brock? So 
And what's even more interesting is now Roman is obviously the heel, and now Brock is seems to be the face. He did get an ovation when he came out too. So, um, so is this the is this the is this the guy who 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 slays the the head of the table? I mean, we're we're gonna I guess we're gonna find out soon and see what happens. But um, but a lot of questions uh, going into that Universal Championship match. Now, the one thing I did forget. So, so for the pay per view, and of course, not actually having a official pick for the pre match. Um, so, for the ten matches that were on the main card, I finished six and four. So that wasn't too bad. And I guess it's because um, you know there were a couple title matches I weren't expecting a title uh, changes that I weren't wasn't I weren't I wasn't expecting to happen. So. That kind of did me in a little bit, but six and four, still not too shabby. Still a winning record, not too bad. Um, and had I known Big E and Baron Corbin was going to do it, I, I probably would have picked Big E. Um, but then again, you never know how those matches are going to go. So, But I probably would have picked B, Big E to win it. But like I said, I won't say that I did because it's after the fact. So I'm going to stick with my six and four record, and I'm going to leave that uh, pre-match in the, in the bag I didn't pick a I didn't pick a winner, so it it's not there for me to pick a winner now. So obviously, so six and four is my final record. So the one thing I'll say before I wrap this up is I forgot to talk something a little bit more about the Edge and Seth Rollins. So did anybody see that entrance where he came up? He came out to the Brood music at first before they ended up play, playing his uh, his uh, regular music. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool that he kind of went back to the past. Uh, went back to the dark places he was talking about on SmackDown. So came out to the Brood's music. And then, of course, they played his regular music to bring him to the ring. I thought that was – I think that was, was a really cool entrance by Edge. So, all right. So, yeah, quite a few title ma- uh, title changes. So, to recap, we had a – we had the Raw Tag Team Championship change hands. We had the United States Championship change hands. We had the – SmackDown Women's Championship changed hands in a very uh, unexpected fashion. <laughs> uh, we had the Raw Women's Championship change hands, and that was it. So that was, what, four title changes. So, and uh, what is it, three three retained. Yep, so three uh, three champions retained their titles and, and four title changes. So, um, so, yeah, and like I said, two, two returns, two, uh, two wrestlers returned. So uh, pretty good. I, I would say it was a it was a solid show. I don't know if it was a ten out of ten, but it was a uh, it's pretty 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 decent show. I'll give it a pretty uh, pretty decent score. I'll give it maybe an eight, you know, at the lowest a seven, but definitely definitely in the eight category. Um, so basically that that that's. I hope you enjoyed watching SummerSlam. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, I think it gave to. I think it was kind of exciting just because of the. Uh, because of the two returns and you had some title changes. So you didn't have all retain, uh, retaining champions. So I think that made it, that gave it a little bit more excitement as too. you know, you saw new champions, uh, crown. So, so again, I hope you guys enjoyed, uh, enjoyed SummerSlam. Hopefully you enjoyed this SmackDown, uh, the SummerSlam recap episode. And, uh, I'll see you pretty soon for the takeover, uh, 36 preview, uh, recap. I'm sorry. I gotta get my, uh, gotta get my words straight here. So, uh, so until next time, I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.